and to introduce today's event. This year, almost 174,000 Canadians will be told they have cancer. In that one fleeting moment, their lives and those of the people who care about them will change. For many, things will never be the same again. We've come a long way in the care and treatment of cancer, but it's still a devastating and lethal disease. Of those who are diagnosed, 43% will eventually lose their battle. For those living with cancer, the experience is about more than just the obvious and the extreme physical challenges to their bodies. Cancer often takes them on a journey of discovery. It becomes a time to take stock, find out who they really are, and what really matters to them. Gilda's Club helps people who are living with cancer cope with all that and these terrible disease that throws at them, the physical, the psychological, and the spiritual. Honoring the memory of comedian Gilda Radner, who died of ovarian cancer almost 25 years ago, Gilda's Club offers support in all its aspects to men, women, teens, and children living with cancer, along with their families and friends. For people living with cancer, this gathering place and its people are the shoulder to lean on, the ear to listen, and the hand to hold. Today, we are proud to honor some of the wonderful people who have given themselves so that Gilda's Club can exist and to continue making good on his promise that no one who finds him or himself or herself on the cancer path ever has to walk it alone. And now, I'd like to introduce Bob Richardson, Chair of Gilda's Club Greater Toronto, to introduce today's special guests. Bob? Thanks, uh, thanks very much, John. And, uh, Thanks to the Canadian Club for uh, hosting this uh, inaugural uh, Gilda's Awards. I wanted to tell you a little bit about Gilda's. I, I won't repeat uh, everything that uh, John said, but it is a welcoming place where uh, people affected by cancer come to receive emotional and uh, social uh, support. And uh, the reason it exists today is because there were some uh, terrific founders uh, about 10 years ago who uh, who really got the place going and built it up, and several of them are here today. Helen Burston, Ricky Harris, and uh, Linda Retchman are here, and uh, Lorna Ro Rosenstein unfortunately couldn't be with us today, but as a result of their uh, vision and their great work, uh, last year we had a total of 3,500 visits uh, from people who are living with cancer, and we provided them support, resources, and programs they needed to face cancer. So whether it's our Camp in the City program, our uh, Pathways to Wellness, our special events like Laughter Week or uh, Gilda's Birthday Bash, uh, and of course, uh, whether it's our fantastic variety show, and I, I do want to do a little shout out here to uh, our friends from a keg, keg Restaurants who became our pre presenting sponsor. Thank you, Ben Rutherford and uh, Mary DeCiso who are here today. <laughs> But Gildas welcomes everyone touched by cancer, and we succeed at our mission because of uh, countless contributions of time, energy, and talent, and contributions that, are, uh, that, that we're here to honor uh, today. So the Gilda, uh, Gilda Awards were created to celebrate individuals who, through uh, health, uh, the arts, philanthropy, politics, or media, have helped uh, Gildas provide supportive community care. By directly supporting Gilda's uh, club and raising awareness uh, about our important role in the wider communities, these distinguished recipients have demonstrated, uh, demonstrated compassion and commitment, and they've furthered the good name of Gilda's and the work we do for people living with cancer. So the first recipient I would like to introduce is Jeannie Becker, 
who we all know from her work in uh, the fashion industry, where over the course of her career, she's become Canada's preeminent fashion icon. As the host of CTV's Fashion Television, the author of three books, and currently working on two uh, new books for release. Uh, and uh, she's also a judge on uh, Canada's Next Top Model. And she has her own clothing line that will be coming out this fall edit uh, that will be available at the Bay. So Jeannie is very, very busy. And those are only a few of her uh, professional accomplishments. But with all that going on, she has still found time and drive to make valuable contributions to Gilda's Club. In 2002, Jeannie chaired the committee responsible for the first ever It's Always Something, our variety show. And in 2006, Jeannie started uh, another fundraiser for us called, it's long name, Jeannie Becker and Friends Open Their Hearts and Closets in support of Gilda's. It's a clothing auction, now in its fifth year, and it's raised thousands of dollars for Gilda's Club. Jeannie's been an honorary a member of our board of directors for eight years. And please join me in thanking Jeannie Becker for her contribution. introduce David Daniels. David is principal in both uh, the uh, Daniels Capital Group and Sustainable TA, uh, TO Architecture and Building. He has a long history in the entertainment business and today is the executive producer of the Acting Up Stage Company and a film and television producer, as well as a founding luminary of Luminato. I'm glad I don't have to say that three times. <laughs> Out of... Uh, out of this busy schedule, David has found time and energy to make an enormous contribution to Gilda's. From uh, 2005 to 2007, David was co-chair of It's Always Something, the annual variety show. And during this time, David and the production team broke their own fundraising records three years in a row, more than tripling revenues. David's involvement attracted an unprecedented number of stars and celebrities uh, to the event, bolstering, again, awareness of Gilda's. David has long been involved with uh, grassroots community groups and causes, including the Stop Community Food Bank and the Glenn Gould Foundation. David gives his time and talent so generously, not only because he believes it is both an obligation and an honor to do so, but because he understands the importance of the work that Gilda's does. Thank you, David. Colin Mockery has been delighting audiences with humor since the early 1970s and since that time has achieved considerable success with television series like Whose Line Is It Anyway and his North American comedy tours. Colin has been the mainstay performer in It's Always Something appearing in our uh, production since its founding in 2002. He sat on the organizing committee for five years and he's assisted with publicity by making a number of public appearances to promote uh, the show. He is also a member of our honorary board for the last eight years. Colin's commitment doesn't uh, end there, however. He has also been a tireless advocate for the arts, 
and was recently elected to the ACTRA Toronto Council, as well as fulfilling a position on the Actors Fund Board of Directors. As well, Colin was in the Congo at the beginning of the year, working as a spokesperson for World Vision, and was the first ever patron of Lupus Canada. Colin has done a million things. Thank you so much, and we very much appreciate your participation. So ladies and gentlemen, I present to you the 2010 inaugural Gilders Award recipients, Jeannie Becker, David Daniels, and Colin Mockley. I, uh, I now would like to introduce the host of today's discussion, CTV Sandy Ronaldo, who's been a great friend of Gilda's uh, for many years. Uh, Sandy has helped moderate and emcee Gilda's events, bringing her wisdom and grace to uh, our functions and helping to promote uh, Gilda's cause throughout uh, Toronto. We're very pleased to have Sandy join us today to lead our discussion. And with that, over to, over to you. turnout, I must say, uh, to spend these couple of hours with these three amazing people. And I know as I look around, there are so many contributors and so many people who will be able to say to themselves, I have done something because of this place and because of the importance of what you're doing today. But I want to have an opportunity now to give each one of you a chance to say something. I'm going to start with Jeannie. Jeannie and I are of the same vintage. I like to put it that year. It was a, it was a, good, it was a good year. Yes, vintage is very a, hot these days. Very good year. In general. And, you know, I, I look to, to Jeannie for fashion counsel. I know if she's wearing black and I'm wearing black, we're fine. But, you know, more than what, what you see Jeannie doing is what goes on inside her head. And she is truly an extraordinary woman in the sense that she has given herself on so many occasions to so many organizations. Give us a sense, Jeannie, today of what being honored, being among the first recipients of this award means to you. Well, I have to tell you that um, obviously yeah, I'm thrilled um, and very grateful. Um, I'm humbled, but I'm also um, a little bewildered because I get so much joy out of being able to help out in any way I can, especially having been associated with, uh, with Gilda's for all these years, that to receive an award for this kind of participation. I mean, I, I, I see it as, uh, as my duty, as someone who's you know, managed to you know, do pretty well for herself. I mean, you know, worked my butt off for sure uh, for many, many years now. Um, but again, it's, it's work that I absolutely love doing, so I, I, I've really relished every minute of it. But um, I, I guess if this is about raising awareness for Gilda's, you know, wow, that's, that's fabulous, and we, we're all intent on doing that. But um, it, it, it feels a little, you know, almost like embarrassing to be, you know, patted on the back for doing something 
that really means so much to so many people. Um, I don't know if um, many of you know this, but I, I worked with Gilda Radner um, in, now really dating myself, 1971. Before I even went to Paris to study the art of mime, I was uh, an actress in children's theater, and, and Gilda and I did a, a show together um, at Global Village Theater, a children's show, a Christmas show. I, I think we were making like 17 bucks a week or something. Um, and, and Gilda played this sort of good news elf. <laughs> you know, and, and her whole thing was, you know, she'd come out every night and every afternoon singing this song. You know, good morning, good morning. It's nice to see you smiling. It's nice to see you smiling. I mean, it was just, that was what Gilda was all about. I mean, her, her, she had this infectious kind of uh, power over people that just made everybody feel good. Um, and to know that her legacy is being carried on um, with or an organization like Gilda's Club, and to know that we can play even such a small, you know, minuscule part in keeping that uh, torch uh, burning is, is really uh, such, such a, a feel-good thing for me. And uh, I... So how do I feel about today? Um, you know, mixed emotions, but uh, certainly very proud to be associated with Gilda's. And very special. D David, um, we are not of the same vintage. I'd, I'd like to think you're... Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> but we have run into one another at various events. I know that you pour your heart and soul into Gilda's. Why so? Um, I first was introduced to Gilda's almost 10 years ago by a beautiful young woman, um, uh, Jeannie Becker. <laughs> and uh, I come back to Toronto. I was living uh, in the States for a long time, and I came back to Toronto. And one day, Jeannie, uh, who we've known each other for a long time as well, um, although she doesn't give me fashion advice, at least not yet anyways. That could change any moment. And uh, she called me up and said, I want you to come down to this organization. I'm doing some work for called Gilded's Club. And I went down and I looked around and I was extremely impressed and very moved. Anyone who has ever been to the club, you can't help but being moved the moment you walk in the door and you see firsthand what's going on there. But I didn't get involved. I didn't see a place for me. I didn't know what to do at that moment in time. But a few years later, uh, I was tapped on the shoulder again by um, a young woman, two, two young ladies who are also here today, uh, Ricky and, and, uh, and Helen. And uh, you can't say no to either of those people. So uh, they had the show that uh, they wanted to try and, and bring up a notch. And so suddenly I had a job to do. And uh, so I undertook that, and it was, uh, has been a remarkable, remarkable trip for me. Um, the, I'm, I might not be answering the question 100%, but the thing is that what got me is not only what Gilda's Club does, but I walked into my first production meeting for It's Always Something, and it was the quality of the people who were in that room, I'm pleased to say, many of who I had worked with before. And... Uh, really what I wanted to do today is tell you that all of the things that we all do and we all should have something. There's got to be more giving that we all invest in at, at some level all the time. But the guys that I worked with then uh, were a complete and utter inspiration to me and I'm going to name them. and I'm going to ask you to just hold your thunderous applause for them all until I finish naming them because these guys for the most part have been doing this since the very first 
uh, it's always something event, and they're still doing it. And with love and with great amounts of talent, they're pouring thousands of hours into this event, and they are all volunteers. So here we go. Brian Nazimok. Why don't you stand up, guys? Brian Nazimok, Glenn Morley, Lorne Froman. Please, Lorne, please. (laughs) (laughs) The unstoppable Fred Levy. Steve Cody, I think, is here, I hope. Steve Cody. Uh, This gentleman here, please, will you stand up? Rick Mueller. These are the gentlemen that put this show together year in and year out. And it's because of them that I get to be sitting up here today. So I want to share everything that happens today, all the good fortune, all your good wishes with these guys here. Thank you. It doesn't matter. It's all about a conversation anyway. And it's all about why Gilda's is important and why you've brought your heart and soul to it. Colin, one of the things I had cancer a few years ago, one of the things my oncologist said was, remove the toxins from your life and laugh. If you can laugh 10 minutes a day, you'll be cured. And I've taken that to heart because I have a dear friend who I had a major crush on when I was in high school, <laughs> Lauren Froman, who is my date today. He went off and married Linda, and so, you know, I've wow. bur- the torch has been burning all these years. But <laughs> So I'm now, Lauren is no longer available, although Colin, your wife, is here today. So we're yeah. doing this publicly, right? Well, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> we're all friends here. <laughs> anyway, when I watch Colin... I'm an easy mark when it comes to humor. You just have to say something and I'll laugh. That's it. I'm finished. When I see you on the stage, it makes me laugh. And I know that it's laughter. Laughter is the best medicine you can probably give anyone in life. So was that why you found yourself attracted to this organization? Did you feel it was a way to give back or was it something else? Absolutely. When I, um, when I get involved in an organization or a charity, the first thing I ask myself is, is there a chance I will get an award? (laughs) Very, it's very important to me. Um, uh, There were so many reasons uh, this organization uh, spoke to me. Um, Because I've been incredibly fortunate in, in, in my life, not only with my career, but with uh, my, my choice of wife and uh, the son we ended up um, uh, getting. <laughs> uh, I've just been incredibly fortunate, and I, I'm one of those people who believe in, in karma, and I think uh, if things are going well for you, you pay that forward. And uh, Deb's always been a strong member of the community and is always out there uh, doing whatever she can for, for people. And so we always have our eye out for organizations we'd like to get involved with. And Andrew Alexander uh, had called Deb and said, we're starting a Gilda's Club in Toronto. It's going to be at the old fire hall. And this seemed to be uh, like a sign after sign after sign because the old fire hall was where Deb hired me. Um, It's where we fell in love. It's where I started my career. Um, So I've felt that this was 
at that, just on the surface, a great uh, a place to get involved with. And then, you know, it's impossible to go through this life without being touched by cancer, either through family members or friends. Or, um, and the work that they do at Gilda's is just amazing. And uh, like uh, Jeannie was saying, almost a little embarrassed at getting an award because uh, it's the people at Gilda's, the people who work behind the scenes, who do it every day, not for except for the fabulous paycheck, I'm sure, <laughs> uh, but do it because they want to give and they want to help people. And the gala is just, uh, for me, it's my favorite showbiz event because everyone, for one day, all the talent gets along and respects each other. Um, <laughs> everybody's incredibly supportive. The people who are working backstage, all volunteers are... Everyone is giving 100% for the same reason, for the same goal, to get this amazing show happening, to get Gilda's name out there, uh, to give this amazing place a profile. And so it uh, always fills me with incredible pride uh, doing that show and seeing the talent that's available and not only the, the people, you, you know, the high-profile uh, talent we get, but also local some of the local groups, uh, singers, uh, comedy performers, who who just give their all. So, um, but import most importantly, I got an award. <laughs> and um, so, uh, for me, uh, this this uh, Gilda's Club will always be a big part of my life. Uh, Gilda was an inspiration for me. I, I remember the first time I saw her in Saturday Night Live, and never got a chance to work with her. But she had that thing that thing that made you love her unconditionally. And um, I, I can think of no better uh, tribute or legacy than Gilda's Club. Oh. I'll get that. <laughs> <laughs> now, Bob, do I have time for any more questions, or do we have to wrap this up? I'd, I'm used. To, I'm used to working with counts. So. I've got a few more minutes. Okay. So cheap interviewers trick. Ooh. Is there a question you'd like to ask one of the other award winners? Wow. Ooh. <laughs> Relating to Gilda? Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the other stuff we can discuss afterwards when we're not mic'd up. Um, well, Jeannie. All right. A, a question that I'd like to ask uh, one, one of the, of the others. others. Um, uh, yeah, do you have any clothes you can contribute to my Gilda's Closet <laughs> sale in September? What kind of stuff are you looking for? <laughs> Anything worn by you? Anything with your sweat stains I just, on I actually, call. yesterday, I just cleaned out my closet and thought, what am I going to do with all this uh, uh, stuff? So. Uh, actually, you know, that was really interesting because we got word at CTV that Jeannie was doing this, mm -hmm. and a number of us contributed clothes, not realizing that... Well, I, I don't think we realized the extent to which it was going to become such a popular thing to do. Where did that idea come from? Uh, well, I've got a lot of clothes in my life. I mean, I must have been a you know a naked bag lady in a former life because people keep you know sending me stuff. Uh, happily so. I really I you know I love I love clothes, but enough is enough sometimes. And you you know you can how many times can you wear stuff? You know, not many in my business because. I'm being shot at it. So um, Wendy Natale, a wonderful uh, dear friend of mine, who's the uh, fashion editor of Hello Magazine now. Um, Wendy's here uh, today. Uh, we, I think, one summer were sitting around at a cottage thinking, you know, what, what, 
what am I going to do with all this stuff? Wendy, you got to come over and help me clean up my closets. And we thought maybe, you know, if we uh, sold some of this stuff for a good cause, that, you know, that might be uh, interesting. So before, you know, we knew it, uh, there was this idea to put together a sale of my old stuff and uh, not really old, some of it's barely worn, some of it hadn't even had a chance to be worn and uh, put it out there in the beautiful living room of Gilda's Club and have a little wine and cheese party and women could come and well, we got so much publicity on this that sure enough, women were lined up outside the door before you know we opened the doors for hours to get inside because they wanted first dibs on things. I mean, this is all like designer clothing at a, you know, at a song basically, really great prices. And um, in subsequent years now, we've been doing it for three years, people have donated, especially to this. So I started asking other celebrity friends, like Sandy, you've donated some fabulous clothes, and, and uh, other celebrities that I work with, uh, some of the media people at CTV have generously donated. And it's become uh, quite an event, and people really look forward to it. And nothing is, <laughs> it makes me feel better than to see, you know, a little Coca shows that I may have worn, you know, interviewing Carl or, you know, Jean Paul or someone actually go out the door of the Gilda's Clubhouse you know, on the body of some other wonderful woman who normally would never have had access to clothing of that nature, you know, at, at those low discount prices. And it's a wonderful feeling to see that these clothes have life once again. And the women will ask me, you know, what, what, what adventures did you have in these shoes? Or, you know, where did you wear that dress? And, and it's wonderful to be able to uh, sort of reminisce about these incredible experiences that, that I have that some people, I understand, can only live vicariously through. And to see these clothes being given new life and you know every single cent goes to Gilda's. Yeah, it's so it's so true and you know every little every cent that goes to Gilda's if we come back to it's always something and David I want to talk about the genesis of that because it started out small I know and it's grown to a, a must attend event every November this year it's November the 20th right? 22nd. 22nd? 22nd. Okay, 22nd. <coughs> Large venue the Mervishes how did you talk to them and, and bring them on side? How did it grow? Tell, tell me that, how it well, grew from there, something there, small to something Well, you're asking a bunch, a bunch of questions. And, uh, but can I just, before I answer that, I, just, I, I wanted to ask a question. Because oh, you, you did? You, well, yeah. Okay. Um, it, there's a little disconnect here. I'm a little confused because I understand that the clothing uh, event that you do is, is only women's clothes. So it begs the question, what kind of clothes are you getting rid of? I got stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And there are some men clothes. So, so yeah. you heard it here. In fact, some of the clothes he's getting rid of may, in fact, be women's clothing. Yeah. So just think about that. Uh, okay. Okay, and, so everyone's um, a comedian is okay. what you're saying. Yeah. I can't help it when I'm in yeah, I know, it's like, you know, I know. In any event, um, well, first of all, uh, some of the things that you're asking, like, for example, approaching the Mervishes, I was very fortunate. I didn't have to do that. It was already done by my predecessor and my, my co-chair, Fred Levy and others who had already approached them. And the show had gone from uh, the heights of being in the Princess of Wales Theatre to the smaller Elgin Theatre. So one of our goals, talking informally, was we're going to get this show back on track and we're going to get it big enough that we're going to go back and sell out the Princess of Wales Theatre. It was a personal goal for all of us, and, and we achieved it. In the last few years of, of the show, uh, we sold out, and actually a couple of those years we had people outside lining up to get last-minute no-show tickets and scalpers. So that was the, the big sign of success. And we got scalpers outside. Yeah. Um, 
And we just set ourselves the goal. We just we got we set it for ourselves. We just said we got to make we made it more difficult for ourselves every year because we got very lucky with with talent, and and uh, then you had to keep going and try and getting bigger talent and more talent and more talent. And it's it's uh, it's a curse <laughs> now at this point. But um, <laughs> um, so when it got too difficult, I said thank you very much, and I, I turned the reins over to uh, to uh, Rick Mueller and and Fred Levy. Fred has been doing it since the very beginning. So. Uh, I don't know how he does it, where the strength comes from, where the courage comes from, but he just keeps on. It's the Duracell part of his personality. Well, you know the expression takes a community to raise a child. It yes. takes a community to do what everybody yeah. here is doing The show today. itself is very unusual because there's a lot of charity events in the city that we all go to and they're all wonderful that feature one performer or sometimes two performers. Mm -hmm. this, and it takes a lot of energy and time to put on those shows. Uh, don't get me wrong. It's always something, it's one night a year where we have 10, 12 performers. And we put enough energy and time and hours into that that it, you, you'd think we're opening a show that could run for months because it's the same amount of work. But we do it all for one crazy night. So uh, it's not the same as hiring one great comedian or a couple of great pop stars to come and do it. This is a whole different thing. And it's very difficult to do, I must say. Well, Colin, is there anything that's happened backstage that we should know about that you can share with no. us? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, no. No. Um, no, it's, it's fairly um, relaxed. I mean, uh, what I love is, you know, there's been a, a couple of um, people who have performed over the years who I was a major fan of the Smothers Brothers did it one year and I was just uh, kind of almost stalking them just standing off in the corner and, and looking at them and um, Tommy Smothers looked over and go hey Colin a uh, big fan and then you know you pee a little and then you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, but what I've loved about all those people were they were very um, very approachable and lovely people, and you realize, of course, because they're here giving their time for this. Uh, of course, they're going, they're not going to be uh, uh, jerks. <laughs> I, I wish I had something like, oh, we caught somebody with someone, and no, there's nothing like that. Uh, usually, it's that all Lauren Froman asking. stuff. That's, <laughs> oh, uh, that's all the backstage stuff. But everyone is, uh, as I say, incredibly supportive. Everybody's like, if there's monitors huddled around monitors, trying to see what people are doing, and uh, it's just, it's. Truly a special, special night, not only uh, for the audience, but for the performers. And that's, and that's certainly the reason I keep coming back year after year, uh, that no one's really had the guts to say, no, you can't. So uh, uh, it's, it's just, uh, if you haven't had a chance to see the show, please, uh, please come. It really is um, I was say, a once-in-a-year life. Uh, yeah, uh, but it, it's amazing. It, and you, you feel so good. And uh, just the people you meet and you... We have uh, people who um, are, are members of Gilda's Club giving speeches, and it's, it's, just, uh, it's just an amazing night. I, I implore you all to come if you can. Thank you. And, and by way of wrapping up the panel, certainly a highlight for me when, when I go to see the shows is not just the performers, but it's the people who come on and tell their stories. And the candor that you hear on stage, that's a very hard thing to do, is stand in front of an audience and be honest about something that's so personal that you're going through in such a, a poignant way.
But I think what happens is you give people hope. Laughter gives people hope. The sense of community gives people hope. So my congratulations to the three of you for your awards today and to all of you here today for the seriousness with which you take this cause and your own personal generosity. May you have a lovely day and enjoy what you've done today and pass it forward. Thank you. Well, thank you to all of you, and I have the pleasure of offering the formal thanks on behalf of the Canadian Club and on behalf of Gilda's Club because I can wear two hats and still do. I'm really delighted to offer thanks to our very deserving award recipients and to you, Sandy, for being here and also being so involved with Gilda's Club. I'm so glad these awards have been established and that for our inaugural year, the Gilda's Awards have recognized three remarkable individuals. You may not think that your contribution is remarkable, but we do, and we want to recognize that, even if it does embarrass you just a little bit. Because what you've done for Gilda's Club and the community that we represent, and it's a very large community because there are so many people who are living with cancer, what you've done is so touching, so valuable, and so inspiring. We believe at Gilda's Club that no one should ever have to face cancer alone. So your dedication to Gilda's Club over the years has meant that thousands of people living with cancer, along with their families and friends, receive invaluable support. So thank you for that. And thank you, too, to the Canadian Club for hosting this wonderful event. As a past president of the Canadian Club and an active supporter of Gilda's Club, I am really thrilled to see two very different but also very committed not-for-profit organizations get together in partnership this way. The Canadian Club is 113 years old, so it's an old organization with a strong tradition, and it opens its podium to other groups and community, in the community. Gilda's Club is a rather newer organization, 10 years plus, and those of us, my um, co-founders, Linda and Ricky here, and Lorna, who was not able to join us today, we know that being new and being a startup has its challenges, but you pull two organizations like this together, and you end up with remarkable results. And I think it's a mark of the importance and the public spiritedness of both organizations that we've joined forces this way, and we're shining a light on issues facing people living with cancer. So by recognizing our three award recipients, we also have highlighted the efforts of people associated with Gilda's Club to bring hope and a sense of community to people living with cancer. So thank you to the Canadian Club, thank you to Gilda's Club, and thank you to everyone for attending today's luncheon. I hope you leave today inspired and with hope in your heart. Thank you. <laughs>